This episode of this podcast and making me thirsty is brought to you by Beef Arino. I'm so keno on Beef Arino. What a delicious cuisino, fit for a king and queeno. Welcome to this podcast and making me thirsty, the place to be for Seinfeld fans. This is episode 42. In this episode, we talked to Catherine Cates. Thank you for listening. Please pass it on. Enjoy. This podcast is making me thirsty. Episode 42, Catherine Cates. All right, welcome to this podcast, Making Me Thirsty. This is uh, episode 42. Um, this episode, we're joined by Catherine Cates. Catherine's an actress who has been in do uh, dozens of, of on and off Broadway plays, over 70 TV shows and films. Uh, you've seen her as uh, Judge uh, Marlene Simons in Law and Order SVU, as Amy Cantor Bloom in Orange and New Black, um, as Esty, uh, the lead in Small Miracles, opposite uh, Judd Hirsch. You can see her in the upcoming Sopranos movie, The Many Saints of Newark. Um, and, uh, of course we love her from her two classic episodes of Seinfeld, the dinner party and the rye as the unforgettable counter person at the bakery. So thank you, Catherine, for joining us. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> Catherine, welcome to the show. So thanks guys. Take us back a little bit. So 1994, I think you finished up. I mean, you, you were doing a lot of work right in the eighties, a little Matlock in 91 and then. 1994 comes around and you get the call or tell us about how that process worked when um, for season five of Seinfeld, the dinner party, how the, how the role come about? Like they all come about. My agent called me and go in for an audition. And I had actually auditioned for them, I think three times before, oh. which always felt good. It was like, you know, they didn't want me for the handicapped one. And I don't remember the other two so well, but um, I just figured eventually they'll, they'll hire me. Um, and also in those years, I was running a theater company in LA. So really acting was kind of a hobby for me. And I was always happy to work, but it wasn't my primary goal in life. So it was nice. It was fun. And so I get the call and I go in and I read the episode and I happened to own the Lucky Babka dress. So this was a dress my mother owned, it was something you threw over your head. It was it looked like it was from Hungary. I don't know. It was, and it was a riot. And I walked in, and unlike most auditions, this room was—it was like bleacher seats, and everybody was in this room. Jerry was in there, and Larry was in there, and every other writer that ever worked on the show was in there, which is always kind of a shock, you know. Sometimes it's a just a casting director, and sometimes it's nobody. And this was everybody. Everybody's in there, and it was—it uh, was one audition. And uh, Jerry yelled at me, said, you're going to have to cough better than that. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, did, I guess. And uh, that's kind of what I remember about the audition. It was, but it was fun. And it's always, you know, it's always so terrific when you have an actual audience. And, and you did. So that it's, was interesting. it's interesting you said that they, they had you come on a couple of times because we were talking about before you came on you fit into the scene so well, uh, the vibe of New York City. Yeah. I mean, you're saying right now, you're talking to us from New York City. I mean, you are a New York City bakery counter person in that episode. Like there's no, that's why they probably quote you back sometimes. We have to find something for her. She fits into this world so well. 
that it was just like, I mean, are you, you're originally from New York? I know you said you went to LA, but you're originally from New York, right? I'm from New York. I grew up in uh, a little town on Long Island called Great Neck okay. with NYU. And then I, I went out to LA really to visit my sister and met some other New Yorkers who were on the verge of starting a theater company. And I went, that's for me. So I, I really did that for the next 10 years of my life. Uh, so, at, so at the time in 94, um, Seinfeld was kind of in its groove and hit its like ratings peak. And in our opinion, season five is probably the best season um, yeah. of the show. And obviously you, you played a big part in that. Um, Cause we actually, we do believe that. Like we think the four main characters are great, but like, this show lets the secondary characters shine. And like you were able to shine this episode and that, and that really came through. But were you, um, were you a fan of the show before? I know you got called in a few times before that, but were you a, a, an actual fan of the show? You know, I watched it. I was, a, I was a theater producer. I wasn't a TV watcher. Of course I knew the show and I loved it. Um, uh, but I mean, I knew, I knew everybody that was on it. It was, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like it. I mean, it didn't follow it the way people followed all of those shows. Sure. I was just aware of it and I liked it. But you said something very interesting, which is unusual because they did do a lot of sitcom. And on most sitcoms, they really didn't want you to be funny. They really wanted sort of their minimally talented cast to be funny. On this show, everybody was behind you. I mean, it was all of the guys not only behind the scenes, but all of the actors, they just were, they were all for it. Everybody was helping everybody. They wanted you to be great and it was, and it showed, and it, it really showed. Yeah, that's, you're not the first person to tell us that. That's interesting, that's really good to hear. I mean, we get that, we're getting that a lot. That seems to be a running theme. Um, now you're, you're in both episodes you were in, the, the dinner party and the rye, um, your interactions were with Jerry and Elaine, um, as far as the four main characters go. Um, but I'm going to assume you're probably on the set for, for, for most of the show. I mean, we're just kind of curious if you have any onset interactions or, or stories that kind of came up that might have been, uh, whether it's, I don't know how, how involved Larry David was or the writers of those episodes or, or even just the four main characters. I have a lot to tell you. <laughs> so the first morning I get there and I'm nervous and I haven't really met anybody yet. And okay. just before you sit down, there's bagels, of course, and cream cheese and whatever. And there was this very sharp knife. And I cut myself and I cut myself to where I'm standing there and blood is actually dripping. And I'm thinking, this is a little more than nothing. This is not just nothing. And George walks in or Jason walks in and he's making his bagel and he turns around and he looks at me and I said, I think we need to call somebody. And then I guess it was Michael Richards who said, is that the knife you used? I said, yes. <laughs> Jason says, I just, I just used that on my bagel. <laughs> so we were all laughing about that, uh, but they did. Oh they got gosh. me down to the medic and they had to do butterfly stitches. And that was my first morning on the set and uh, got there. The, the, and you've probably heard this a million times before too. On a normal sitcom, you go and you have a read through and then you go home and then they send you a new script and everything's changed. And then you come in the next day and you sit down and you read it and then they change everything. And then the suits come in in the afternoon and they change everything. None of that happened. None of it oh, happened. Wow. So, so it didn't, ha it, that isn't what went on with that show. You, you got a script, uh, you worked on it. Nobody else touched it. Nobody came in. Jerry and La Larry, of course, was there. They would, they would, you know, tweak things as well. Eh, it's not really funny. Why don't you try that? 
it was, I didn't see a director until they brought in the cameras on Thursday. It was just all of us playing with it and coming up with stuff. Um, Larry wrote that line, how about a nice box of scram the day we were shooting it. Wow, I was just gonna ask you about that. That's yeah, awesome. Just right out of his mouth, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> and that's exactly what it was like working with them. It was Delivery on that's perfect, by the way. Thanks. So you mentioned, and I do want to get, I, I do want to get back to the script, but you did mention the directors, and we kind of talk about this a lot. Um, and you had two different directors in season five: is Tom Sharonis, who we right. love and adore, um, and then Andy Ackerman in season seven. But it sounds like like there wasn't much interaction at that point. When the directors came in, it was kind of a, a done deal. Or did you did you sense did you sense a difference between the two? I remember Tom telling me, stand over here because we can't see you over there. You know, when I was a theater person, so it wasn't really so my mind wasn't on the cameras. And suddenly there were ex extras everywhere and and onion rolls and you know, it, was, it became a whole other thing. So uh, it was it was a mess to work with all the and all the extras of course are trying to talk to me to have some kind of anyway so it was it was like that that was what but so that was truly the interaction I remember having with him and when we did the Rye episode this was the two days before Thanksgiving my husband and I were walking out the door to go to New York to, to fly home for family and it was my agent saying they want you to come back. Can you do an, can you work tomorrow? And I went, oh, so I figured, of course you have to do it. So I said, yes. And it was me and Jerry and I guess that woman. I didn't see another living human being. I mean, the set was emptied. Everybody was gone for the holiday. So <laughs> I, wow. I don't remember working with Andy at all. That's, that's really amazing of you to just, yeah, I don't just get kind of, Go back just for that we we're going to ask how that came about the second episode i mean i guess it's safe to say it's going to be one of my questions i'm going to assume then the dinner party is probably more of your favorite of, of the two episodes if that's the case yeah obviously i mean the rye has some the rye is up there it's probably the best episode in season seven and uh, the dinner party is in our top 20 of all time so you were definitely part of two classics um wow that's interesting so you just went back just for that um just for that line it's funny because the the schnitzer's bakery isn't the bakery in the dinner yeah. party uh right. that's one of the small things everyone obviously picks up on but um well but one thing i do pick up on is you wear the same yellow apron in both yes that's how they knew it was me <laughs> <laughs> but it's two different stores did that or but they 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 you know but they yeah. never said the name in the first one. They only show the exterior shot. So yeah. is it two different stores? Maybe, maybe not. By Schnitzers and not called Schnitzers in the first one in the dinner party. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Right. And let me ask you, Catherine, Bobkas. Yes. Like again, I never heard of a Bobka. I know, like, I'm from New York. I never really knew what Bobka was. Well, because I mean, I watched when I was ten Bring years a old. Bobka when you go to a funeral. That's what people know Bobkas from. And nobody eats them because they're as dry as dirt. But what I loved, I looked at Jerry when we were done and I said, you know, it's making me so happy all across America. Husbands are going to turn to their wives and go, what's a babka? <laughs> you were informing the world about the secret Jewish food that nobody knows about. <laughs> well, another one I didn't hear about either was that same episode. He had a hair in his... Um, Marina. Farina. Yeah, we talked about that when we reviewed that episode. I didn't know what a Farina was either. I mean, that might be a generational thing, maybe. I don't know. I don't, it's like I, an oatmeal, right? Yeah, it's like oatmeal, right? It's a cereal. It's a, yeah. it's, but Farina is, 
there was a song, strong Wilhelmina eats her farina, H.L. farina, cream farina. So yes, it was a, it was a 60s, 50s thing, yeah. So did you, you mentioned you kind of, you moved, you moved to LA, um, you know, and you ran a, a theater place in the eighties. Like, did you have, did you know, you said you knew everybody, like, did you have interact? like Jason Alexander seems to be a theater guy. Like, did you know some of these main characters no, before I him? I had only seen Jason work. Um, he's a fabulous theater actor. Um, I I didn't know, you know. I think Michael Richards was a stand-up, wasn't he? So I I didn't really know some him. of that. I think the Friday Show was was one of his big. Well, ones. it was not, you know, known to me as a as a. I I like I knew people that worked uh, like Vianne Cox is a wonderful actress who who's worked on the show, and Vianne I knew from New York stuff. If they had New York actors that were that were working there, um, I'd run into them and, and go, oh yeah. You're here too. <laughs> well, that yeah, I mean, the show is is obviously we talked about it. it's, it's New York, uh, and this episode we were talking about is one of the one of the bigger episodes where New York is a main character. I mean, in my mind, I mean, between the bakery, between the liquor store guy, and between yeah. the, the newsstand guy, who are all screwing the main characters throughout the whole show, which is also yeah. kind of funny because usually they're the four doing the screw them, and this one they couldn't get anything you know working for them. Um, but the show was so New York and they picked the, the perfect cast for each of those uh, roles. And as you said, you know, they had called you in a few times and, and they finally landed the perfect role for you. I were shooting the, um, the liquor store at part of it. I remember somebody turned around and said, wait a minute, in New York City, you can't buy liquor in a store. And both, all of us had been away from New York for so long. We we're going, yeah, right, wait, no, because in New York, you don't buy liquor in a, in a, in a package store. You've got to be in a liquor store. Right. We've got licenses about it, you know, not unlike LA where you can go to Ralph's and pick up whatever you want. So it was a funny few minutes trying to figure out, wait a minute, does this work? And so that. We'd be remiss because we're, we're huge Sopranos fans, obviously, too. Is there anything you can legally tell us about the many saints of, of, of Newark? Yeah, I sure can. Yeah? <laughs> no, I can, uh... tell you scene, <laughs> I can tell you that my scene was day one First up, it was the first scene they shot. Oh, and wow. It was kind of amazing. We didn't shoot in New Jersey. I think everything else shot in New Jersey. We shot in Brooklyn. Um, and they were, I was thrilled. I got to tell you, I was really thrilled to be on that set. And I, I don't really I, know much. They didn't give me a script. I, I, um, I got my scene and... Uh, Worked with Mr. Alessandro and this beautiful girl whose name escapes me. This she's Italian and like right from Italy, um, and they were the two people that I worked with. But everybody else was there, and David Chase is remarkably shy and retiring and sweet. And well, interesting. So they they, they they don't even let you know the rest of the script. They just give you your parts for the for your shot for your shooting day. Well, maybe maybe bigger, more important actors got the script. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> But it's funny, you mentioned David Chase and kind of these two iconic shows, right? Seinfeld and Sopranos. And like, you think of David Chase, you think of Larry David and kind of how they kind of have influenced or, or touched the show. Can you kind of touch on the experiences like with Larry and how that compared with, with David in um, The Saints of Newark? I, I can't compare that, but I can tell you that Larry David was absolutely, I mean, I don't know what Jerry says about it, but he seemed to be the force behind the show. He seemed, it was, uh, I mean, it was really, it was the two of them, but but Larry David, he was all through that episode. He played Hassan Hussein at the end. 
the voice, right? Right, yeah. the English accent. Yeah, yeah, the, the accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I mean, great bit with the cookie. Look to the cookie with the. I mean, it was uh, the whole episode was so full of really cool references. It was, um, it, it was something. You know, when I worked with Jerry, he was being an actor. Right. He was being the writer, the director, you know, and Larry was off there on the side, able to observe and fix things and do whatever. They but they, they, that's what made that show so magnificent and so special. Nobody else touched it. It was just the two of them. Yeah, what's and it's interesting you bring up like Larry just made up the you know the scram thing like yeah. just the bakery alone like you know the guy with the cane saying sorry like that was probably just like kind of ad hoc at the second but well, the, when you when you did lately, what's that? the first time he walked through elaine and jerry is sitting there on the floor and he pounds his cane on her foot and she goes why don't you watch where you go and you gimp and she threw her hand over her mouth and it was hysterical and we wouldn't <laughs> let her say it so oh. i went over and i said julia just throw your hand because it was like if you don't go that after you say it anyway it wound up not in there but i just thought it was hysterically funny uh, but that's a nice right. tidbit. That's a nice tidbit. That guy, that's a funny scene. Everyone talks about that scene, the I'm sorry guy. Um, yeah, nice box of scram. Is I mean, it sounds like that's what Larry was doing, is basically he just watches watches the scene, and if he sees something, he'll just throw it out there and it just it's just added right there on the spot. Yeah. He's basically writing as you go. Yeah, that's what he did. Incredible. So the the originals, like when you tried out, let's take us back to that again in uh I'm assuming it was '94. Okay. Did you said much didn't change. I know like the scram line got put in there, like, but did you read for like you did a coughing scene, I guess? Like yeah. what else did you have to do in the um in the um audition when you yeah, on the audition, sorry. You know how many auditions I've done since nineteen ninety-four? hundred and ten, I think. <laughs> it was this was not any different to me than any other audition I ever had. I wasn't sitting there thinking, oh my God, I'm working with Jerry and Larry on it, it had it had zero meaning. It was I was in for an audition and it was a fun little scene. And I remembered, I mean, the thing I remembered most was I thought I was wearing the perfect dress. I said, nobody else is going to be wearing a dress like this. And that's literally all I remember about it. Um, and so and but, it, like, oh, what? but they whatever the fact that they invited you back for the rye specifically, um, you know, says a lot, I think, you know, just, just, to, just to say, you know, you, you need to be in this episode as well. And then that you went back um, for it. Um, you know, there was no addition for that. Absolutely. That's it. You got, yeah, you're, you're coming in, you're doing this, um, you know, for the rye episode, I know you said it was just you, you and Jerry pretty much on that set, but did you know, the premise of that episode did you know did you see the whole script or you just thought you were doing that you didn't know the whole you know stealing it from her in, got handed a line walked out <laughs> i mean it was that important <laughs> and i'm going now how are we going to get to new york then we had to figure out how oh, we you're getting get residuals for that now to this day too right that walking in and doing that one line that's an incredible episode right they do I sh it's crazy the seinfeld residuals are other than the snickers commercial i did last year Seinfeld residuals have made me some really it's it's been magnificent they're amazing so yeah clearly well deserved. there's a lot of seinfeld nuts like us out there um when people <laughs> none, see, none bigger uh, than us though there's a lot of them but none, none bigger than us well when people when people see on the street like what's the line they is it is it babka or is it the scram you know it used to be it, it used to be um oh gosh and especially when I came back to New York, lots of cops would recognize me. I mean, I got recognized a lot back then. 
but it, you know, not anymore. I mean, there's just, it just, I mean, people know me from it, uh, but it isn't the same, you know, the morning after you do a show, it used to be in LA, you're walking down the street and somebody nudges your friend and does like that because they recognize you. But it, it isn't like that anymore. Even, you know, it just isn't. I mean, I saw Yoko Ono not too long ago and I went, you know, but you don't, Every there's so many people work and so many people are famous. It's just a different world. I don't know. Well, to um, what you're Yoko Ono to us, and you haven't aged a bit in in 25 years. So congrats yeah. on that. Thanks. When is the many seeds of, of of Newark coming out? Do you know that? Nobody knows. Nobody. It's, 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 it's such a mystery. I mean, they. I think they really are bound and determined to have it open at a movie theater, and I don't think. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the pushback they said. That's they the need the theaters. They want the theaters to be open. I, mean, I don't even. I mean, I know Ray Liotta's in it, and I worked with Ray in that uh, Jennifer Lopez show, Shades of Blue, which was a great show. Nice. And I love Ray Liotta, uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but so I. Who, wait, but who do you who do you who do you play in this? Can you shed light on any of that or not? No, she's I own uh, Angie DiCarlo. I own a beauty parlor. I don't I mean I don't know. I don't. It's not really. I couldn't. I'm not a major character in it. I am. Um, I'm. I. I just. There's just this little lovely scene, and I don't know what it's doing in the middle of the movie. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. I really don't. That's incredible. I can't. Um, that's incredible. The um so as far as so the many states and anything else coming up I mean I know is this whole pandemic are you still been you know doing projects throughout it or was it was it a lot of stuff on hiatus has it I, I luckily I've been working where else can we find you uh, Law and Order Marlon well yes, yes. I just did another one um and what was really cool about that one was it was right after Ruth Bader Ginsburg died and so we got collars for for the judge and I got to have two different beautiful collars for that show um, but no I mean I'm I'm auditioning fairly frequently uh just you know Geico commercial list there's stuff is happening and um a lot of it's not in the city um I had an audition for one of the CSIs that works in I think New Orleans and I just went you know what I hadn't had my second shot yet I said I'm not traveling for three weeks out of town until I get a second shot so I'm not doing it. What's your favorite babka though? Cinnamon or chocolate? <laughs> and and for those of you who live nearby, Trader Joe's makes a damn good babka. That's O'Hara's place now, Trader Joe's. He loves you it. I got it right, uh, right down the street from me. Yeah, it's right down the street from O'Hara. Um, so, Catherine, like, you've done it all, right? Like, comedy, drama, law and order. Like, what do you prefer? Boy, you know, I prefer the job that I have. Um, Good I, answer. I, I, I really love, I mean, I mean, I know actors, oh, I hated that. I, I have loved every job I've ever had. I've not had a miserable time on any set. I've not had a bad time with any director. I haven't had a script I disagreed with or had a problem with. And that goes for theater too. I mean, they've pretty much all been really except for one really terrific experiences that I would do again in a heartbeat. And um, doing TV is actually fun because if you've got it, you know, like if, you're, if you've got your lines and you know what you're doing, it's so fast and so furious. That was what, that Shades of Blue was like that. It was the Jennifer Lopez's show. And it, boy, you know, you, 
I got to do all sorts of stuff on that show, and it was really, it was really special. And they gave me the time to do it. I loved it. I really did. It speaks a lot to who you are. If you're on all these projects that you like that much, the people you're working with, that means that they're choosing you for a reason too. I think that shows something there, in my opinion. Whatever that's worth. If you're if you're always working on good projects with great people, there's a reason you're there too. You know, they're saying the same thing. I'm sure. So that's that's good to hear. Thank you. Thank you. And it's funny in um in season four of Seinfeld, um, Jerry recreates the pilot, and you know he's the star of the show and he's worried that he can't act like how do you think he was as an actor i think in the in the back of his head he probably you know he wasn't as acclaimed as of course you know julia um jason alexander and, and michael richards for sure but how do you how do you think he held up when you saw him uh in person i, I don't think he considered himself an actor at least i hope he didn't <laughs> he was, he was fun fair. and he was game and he was smart right. and he, you know, he could maneuver himself around a set, but I don't think he held out any hope. I don't, I don't think he, I hope, I mean, I don't know. This is, I never actually even thought about it. I just thought he considered that he's this genius who created this amazing, amazing show and managed to hold his own surrounded by really terrific people. And that in itself is an art. You know, you, you, this is all, this stuff doesn't happen by accident. And Good point. And to your point about letting it, and we keep saying, it sounds like you noticed it too, is letting the secondary character shine. He knew that. Uh, yeah. He knew to just, you know, let yeah. me get out of the way and let this thing take off, which is, you know, smart, obviously. Yeah. And Kathy, did you ever, I know, you know, obviously Larry uh, obviously went on to do, you know, great things with Curb Your Enthusiasm. Did you ever, you get ever get a call for that or kind of want to work? Did you want to work with Larry again on, on Curb Your Enthusiasm? Never got a call for it. But my sister-in-law's mother lives in a place in Lake Worth, one of these fancy schmancy, you know, places uh, called, what's it called? The Fountains. And so she's sitting outside one day and there's Larry David. So she walks over and she goes, Mr. David, I know I shouldn't bother you. And he turns around and goes, so why are you? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. Perfect. <laughs> That's where, why not have about a nice box of scram would have come in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's perfect. Good. Wow. This, this, thank you so much for joining us, Catherine. I know, you know, we just, we don't take too much of your time, but we, we really uh, appreciated this a lot. I mean, you gave us some great insights and, uh, you know, we couldn't be happier. Thanks, you guys. You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying. We're trying. Oh, and, and the final thing I'll tell you is they were actually, they actually didn't, they were looking, they were trying to name the episode, and I wanted them to call it the Lesser Babka, but. Oh, that's actually a good name. No, a really I, good name. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think when people really think that name, episode, right? like. It's, they call it the Babka. Babka, yeah, right? They call it the Babka. Yeah, well, actually, one the more. The jacket. More. The jacket, but there's already an episode called The Jacket and that in an earlier season because George wears the Gore-Tex jacket, but Bobka is the great name. It's a perfect name. Lesser Bobka. That's so good. How many, uh, how many coughs did you, like, how many cuts did it take to get the cough right? Not many. <laughs> I mean, today's day and age with everything going on, forget about it with the cough, you know? And it's like they, hilarious. They, shot. They, didn't, they didn't fool around with, you know, fancy that you know we just shot it you shot it and especially when you brought in that many extras and that much stuff it, nobody was looking for perfection you know it was just so they hit it they weren't looking for it but they got it they sure did <laughs> i 
agree. I, don't know, I, I hate to say it, whenever I'm at a baker and I hear 46, I look for you. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, thanks so, so much. Thank we're, you so much. Love to see you. Uh, we're so excited about that as well. And good luck with everything SUV. And uh, thank you so much. Next time you're in Piermont, you know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Catherine. Have a great night. Thanks. Okay.